Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Been a bad week for um, our Real Church family here. It's been a been a very bad week for us. Uh, we have um, <clears throat> suffered loss this week, both um, within our church family and also with um, the city here this week. And um, so, if I'm being completely transparent with you, I um, I had a message prepared today. I thought it was a good message, uh, um, and. Even as right now I'm saying here, I'm not real sure if God wants me to give it or not. So uh, I come to you today with no answers uh, as far as um, what he really wants me to say to you. And so I'm just going to go through this and we'll see what happens uh, in all transparency. I do want to welcome the people from home. I want to thank the people that are watching from home that are out of town. Uh, those people that are in Florida, uh, I see you when you comment and I appreciate your messages um, in Tennessee, uh, some of my family, I appreciate you guys as well, calling, checking on our church and on our church family. And so I just want the people that are watching uh, remotely to know that you are not um, missed, and we know you, we see you, we love you, uh, and we're thankful for the prayers uh, that you have sent forth, especially this week within our church family. Um, the real question is, is where is God when we are hurting? Uh, that's the question. And uh, what I've seen all week, um, is really starting last Saturday, was people that were hurting. And that got much worse after Thursday evening. Um, it intensified by a thousand. Um, and we went into Friday in shock. And Saturday, um, we began to try and help. Uh, we had, and I'll tell you about that in a second, but we had a group of about 20 people uh, with about eight chainsaws that went down yesterday and worked uh, all day. And we tried to be a blessing to uh, those people. And I hope that we were. Uh, I think we were. Uh, and someone's going to come up in a minute and tell you a little story about that. But um, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, there's a huge elephant in the room. Um, and the elephant in the room is that uh, starting around December... Uh, Suzanne's brother Barry uh, and his daughter began to visit our church uh, and they would sit right over there um, and they began to visit our church and um, they uh, are good folks, good people and um, they bury her brother, um, his daughter who was scheduled to get married yesterday, her daughter, um, home was completely destroyed by the tornado. And when Barry uh, went out to check on his daughter, like any of us would, um, Barry suffered a massive heart attack, we think, and he passed away. Uh, and so if you hear that there was one death um, from the tornado and it was a medical, that was Barry, uh, our, own, our own Barry uh, Martin, who passed away. And uh, obviously with uh, Lynn and Suzanne being part of our ministry team, uh, we're hurt. And we're hurting for them. Uh, I've seen many tears already this morning, and we're hurting for them. And um, I want to address that, and I want to tell you that um, 
what they are going through is not easy. It's very difficult. Um, in addition to that, um, this coming Friday, uh, Suzanne's other brother, Keith, um, is scheduled to have a biopsy for a tumor he has in his brain. And um, we need you to pray for that. Uh, um, that family needs a win. Are you with me? We need a win. We need a win. That's what I've been praying. God, we need a win here. We need a win. And I'm not sure what the situation was before Thursday, but God, no matter what it was, even if it was, it was not what we want, please change your mind, God. Please, please let us win. We, this family needs a win. And so I guess the question would be, where, where is God when we feel the way we do? And the Sunday school answer would be, well, he's near you, and he is near you. But the truth of the matter is, is that, is that him being near us sometimes in our own emotional state is not good enough. And I won't be bold enough to let you know that. Sometimes we need other things. And so what God does is, is God uses, he uses the very people that he created for the very purpose of building up one another. He uses the people because he knows us and loves us enough and recognizes that, that even though he is omnipresent, he uses us, all of us here, to be the hands and feet for him so that the people that are hurting can see God in action. And that's what we as the church need to do with the Martin family and with the Hudson family and with the families that have been affected by this tornado. We need to be the hands and the feet of Christ. We need to be the hands and the feet that they see, that they can hug, that they can be with, that they can talk to. You are and I am Christ's representatives here. And we're supposed to do that all the time. But listen, we really need to press those shirts, all right, and put on those name badges that says Christ's representative. We need to put on that moniker. We need to raise up that banner. And we need to be his representatives in this situation. Are you with me? We really need to do that. I'll express to you from the family already that they are thankful for their church family, uh, even their extended family. It's thankful for their church family. They're thankful for what you've already done. One of the things you did is, uh, I thought it was an error, uh, but we put out a food train uh, between now and this next Saturday, and we put it out in literally about 15 minutes. It was full. And I had people message me saying, can I do anything else? The food train's full. I said, just hold off. We'll, we'll have something else. Um, uh, the quickest food train fill up uh, that, they're ever, that we've ever had. Uh, and people still wanting to do things. And I want to tell you they're thankful for that. They're thankful for your prayers. And they're thankful for your uh, presence. They're thankful for that. Um, I wasn't sure they were going to be here today. Uh, Lynn and Suzanne are here today. Um, uh, Lynn has been here. He worked yesterday up here preparing all these slides. 
which secretly kind of made me mad, but I know him and I know, I know what he needs to be refueled and I know what he needs to do. And Lynn is like some of us. Lynn needs to work, especially work for Christ in order to be refueled and renewed. That's what he needs. And so I'm thankful that Suzanne, that you and Lynn are here today. And I'm thankful that us as a church are going to be able to come alongside them and walk with this through them. Now, I know you may have seen this online. Uh, and, and anyone who goes to church here knows I do not do this. Uh, I, we have, I, maybe I've done this once, and that's pretty much it in, five, in a little over five years. But Suzanne's, Suzanne's family, they lost everything. They lost everything. And they started a GoFundMe and that's fine, but y'all, GoFundMe's they, uh, is, are great, but the, the company gets 10%, and uh, I'm all for that. 90% is better than nothing, but I want to tell you guys that we today are starting to receive funds for uh, the Hudson and the Martin family, and you can, you can give those to me. You can go on Zelle. You can go on PayPal. Zelle is free if you have Zelle, but you can go on PayPal. Uh, our Zelle account is give at realchurchcoweta.com. You go to our website and you'll have the information for PayPal. It's the same thing. If you're at home watching this, I've had people from Tennessee, my Tennessee buddies, this is how you can help. Um, we are going to be collecting funds. And I want you to know something. Those funds, not one penny will not be spent helping to restore the lives of the people that lost so much. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that every penny will go to their family uh, to help them ease the burden of loss, both physical loss as far as their father, but also uh, stuff that needs to be replaced. They are traumatized right now, and you would be traumatized as well. And they need, they need to see the hands and feet of Christ. They do. And the people of Noonan need to see the hands and feet of Christ. I want you to know that I've reached out to at least two churches. I reached out to Foundation Church in downtown. I also reached out to uh, Calvary Chapel Church in downtown. And we ha- they have a standing invitation to use this facility free of charge for as long as they want. They have a standing uh, open invitation to use our gym as long, whatever they want, to use our campus. They have an open invitation from us. Um, I even told them maybe we could worship together sometime, and I won't preach. My people are probably tired of hearing me anyway. So uh, I I told them they they could come and do a worship service with us. So they are getting their mind around things. I did visit yesterday the pastor of Calvary Chapel, Joel Dover. He and I had prayer together, and... um, he, they are devastated. They, their building, they rented that building, but their building is, is really bad. The whole entire roof came off of their building, um, and uh, it, it was a metal roof and then the wood underneath, but it was all, and they had things that got destroyed. They were in the process of putting things in a storage facility right now, um, and um, uh, we, we have a trailer out there that we said that they could use to run stuff back and forth. We have vans. We have, and so we, we offered anything that we could to help them uh, get past this. And so he is going to hopefully give us a call this next week, and we will help any way we can. 
Um, but I think he appreciated more that we just stopped by and prayed for them. I had an opportunity also to, to minister to a lady while we were down there working yesterday. We were working down yesterday, and this lady, uh, she, she had her daughter there, and she was watching as they were taking uh, a tree, literally a tree that was out, it was in her house. Uh, it was a tree that was in her kitchen. And I was standing there talking to her, and she said, well, they're going to take that out of the kitchen. And she was, they had an awesome company that came and was doing it all for free. And they were taking it out of the kitchen, and when they were bringing it out of the kitchen, um, she was saying, well, there goes my cabinets. She had only lived there two months. She had bought the house two months earlier, and she had just gotten it done the way she wanted it done. And so she looked at me, and for those that don't know, I know there may be some visitors here, but Wendy and I had our house destroyed in a tornado in 1999. We've actually been through two tornadoes. Um, The first one was in 1999. It was a total loss. The second one was minor, but the, 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 the total loss was in 99. And so I told her, I was able to share my story with her, and I was able to say, listen, I've been there and I've done that, and I'm telling you, I felt the way you felt. I have looked at things the way you've looked at them. And she said, well, she said, does it get better? And I said, well, I can't explain this to you, and I, I, I know that you may not believe this right now, but I really believe God's going to make this better than you were before. And she said, well, how can that be? I said, I don't know, but that's what happened to us. I can't answer that. That's just what happened to us. And she said, she said, so did you feel this way? Were, were you? Because right now I woke up yesterday morning and I was shocked. And today I'm starting to get kind of angry. And I said, absolutely. I was right there with you. Because the real question would be, well, why me? Why us? Why now? The truth of the matter is, you guys, sometimes I don't like I don't like what happens in life. And if I'm going to be very transparent with you as a pastor, especially in the case of Barry, I don't, I don't agree with what happens in life. I'm very confused as to God's ways sometimes. All I can do is cling to the fact that in, in Psalms, we read that it says, God, your ways are higher than my ways. Even though I don't understand you, your ways are higher than my ways. We read in Psalm 23 where he, where David talking about going through the valley of the shadow of death and how his rod, how, the, how it comforts. There's a comfort there. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find it hard. I find it hard to embrace that comfort. I find it hard to find that comfort. But I've, come, I've thought back over the last two days, what exactly brought comfort to me? And what exactly brought comfort to Wendy? What brought comfort to us was people like you. That's what brought comfort to us. It wasn't, it, it was people like you. Because the reality was, was that at the time, I could not hear from God. And it wasn't because he wasn't talking. It was because I was too angry to listen. And I want you to hear this, people. That's okay. God's a big God. He can take that too. And what ministered to me 
and what ministered to Wendy was the people that would come. I've told you this story before, but I think it's so appropriate now that in 1999, when this tornado destroyed our home, for two days, no one was allowed into the subdivision. If I'm going to be transparent with you, they were looking for bodies, and they found seven in our subdivision. And as we were able to go in finally on a Tuesday, it was only supposed to be residents only, but a member of our church, his name was Buddy, Buddy the Plumber. Buddy the Plumber had snuck in on his four-wheeler And as we are, Wendy and I are walking hand in hand, walking down the street toward our home, I looked up and Buddy was ahead of me. And I began to cry and I said, I yelled out, I said, Buddy, what are you doing here? And he he stopped and he got off and he embraced me and he said, because we had a, we had a, I know this will shock people, we had a wiener dog at the time. I have a wiener dog now. We can't get rid of the wiener dogs. And I think this one's going to live till he's 100, I swear. But we had a wiener dog at the time, and, and he said, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't want you to find your dog. I wanted to be here ahead of time to find your dog because I didn't want you and Wendy to find your dog. And he had gone ahead, and we embraced. And so God used a plumber who was rough around the edges. And you know what I saw that day when Buddy hugged me? I didn't see Buddy the plumber. I saw Jesus Christ. And when he put his, I'm getting ready to start crying because it makes me emotional, but when he put his arms around me, I didn't feel Buddy the plumber. I felt Jesus Christ. And that hug and that scene is etched in my mind forever. It's etched in my mind forever. So a lot of you had asked me, what can we do? What can we do for Lynn and Suzanne? What can we do for their family? One, you can give directly to their family. Two, you can be the hands and feet of Christ. Because here's the truth of the matter. Thursday is when the celebration of life service is going to be at 3 p.m. over at Crossroads at the, at the, the, uh, the uh, Sharpsburg campus in, in Crossroads. And people are going to come and they're going to hug and they're going to love. But after a couple of days, those people are going to subside. After a few days downtown, those people are going to subside. And what the city of Noonan and what the Hudsons and the Martins are going to need from us is to be there next week and the next week and next month and the next month and the next month to walk with them through this. To take phone calls from them, to send them encouraging cards. For those young people that don't know, the way you do that is you get a card and you write in it and then you do buy this. You go to this ancient place called a post office, and you get a stamp, and you put that on there in your own handwriting, because for some reason that means more. That's what they're going to need. They're going to need you. If I'm going to be honest with you, they're going to need you, not to tell them everything's going to be okay. 
They're just going to need you to shut up and listen. Or to shut up and be. That's what they're going to need. More than anything else, it's what they're going to need. I'm going to ask RJ to come up here. We had a situation that happened yesterday that was mind-blowing to me of how God works. And RJ, I want you to share this if you would, please. If you'll share, um, just share the whole story. Uh, Yesterday, we were able to go. Miranda, if you'll raise your hand and wave your hand over there. Miranda's right there. Miranda's mother had major trees down. She's our children's pastor. She wants to be called a children's director, but she's our children's pastor. Um, And uh, Miranda, Miranda's mother's home, while the home was spared, she had major trees all in her yard. I think, Miranda, you posted some things online before and after. Um, but, but we all took that crew down and we began to work on her house. And while we were doing that, I could see very quickly, because um, of the masculinity that we have in this church and the dominance, especially Patrick back there, he, he, was, a, he was a beast. And I, I, yeah, I would say Bill uh, here in the purple, but Bill was, uh, yeah, Bill was on the struggle bus with me anyway. So, but we ended up, we ended up going, going down there. And so I was like, we got to find some more, some more people to minister to. We had another house, but we couldn't go to it because they, they hadn't seen the insurance company yet. And so I just walked around the corner and I just walked up to this house. And so I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. So, excuse me. Um, we went to house off of second street which is about two blocks down from where most of the damage had been done in downtown noonan and we go down there and in this guy's backyard is a tree that would take probably three grown men to wrap their hands around and it had fallen um, pretty close to his house and it the length of the tree was evidently perfect to fit in his backyard as it fell down because it uh, fell to, towards his neighbor's house, and the only thing that messed up with his neighbor's house was one little uh, window being broken. Everything else was perfectly fine. Uh, so we we get over there and we get to work. Um, Samaritan's Purse shows up with two guys that had 12 years experience in forestry, um, talking about uh, God putting people in the right place. Because um, I don't, I, I can speak for myself. Uh, I'm not a chainsaw guy. I love using them, um, but I also don't like cutting my arm or, or my legs off, so I let the professionals take care of that. Um, we started hauling stuff and just kept hauling it and hauling it um, to the point to where a lot of us were getting a little woozy from being out in the heat so long. So we leave and we go to Johnny's and um, eat lunch and come back, and when we get back, um, Bill pretty much single-handedly finished cleaning up everything. <laughs> Um, so I, I go up to, if I, if I remember correctly, his name was James. Um, Tommy, appreciate that. Um, close-ish. Uh, go up and he, he's talking to uh, his sister, I think it was. And I asked him, I was like, look, everything's cleaned up to the point to where Samaritan's Purse is going to show up the next day and, or today and um, haul all the, the big limbs and everything away. I said, is there anything else we can do? He's like, man, uh, it, it's done. Everything's fine. I was like, how, how about you inside your house? Did you lose anything? He said, uh, no, it was a complete blessing. Um, I didn't lose a single thing in my house. He had a little bit of roof damage, but um, nothing, not even leaking. And um, he said, I want to tell you something. Thursday night was probably the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. I huddled down, um, and when the tree fell, 
it sounded like an earthquake. It was the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. I got up the next day in complete shock and looked outside, and um, there were actually two trees that had fallen. Um, the amount of limbs and just complete damage was more than he could handle. He said, I, I was in shock. I didn't touch anything that first day on Friday. He said, my plan uh, Saturday was to get up and with his little electric saw and batteries and start sawing everything up. And as he was getting up to do that, he said, God told me, he said, nope, you're not doing that. You're, you're going you're gonna to lay down and get some rest. So he lays down and next thing he knows, he hears a knock on the door and it was Barry asking him what we could do to help. And what was, wasn't 15 minutes later, we had a crew of guys and gals over there cleaning everything up for him. And what would probably taken him months with that little bitty electric saw that he had took us an afternoon to help clean up for him. And by the end of the day, most of the stuff that's in his yard will be gone. Just turn it off again. My bad. Um, through all this on a Thursday night, um, I decided that I was going to not see the damage, not see the um, travesty that all of this caused, the damage. The, I, want, I wanted to look for the God in everything because and this is the moment that we as Christians step up and, and see and we can show Christ like what Barry was saying. And all I saw yesterday was people helping. We were out there cutting limbs. Um, there were people walking around with wagons full of food just handing it out to everybody they see. Um, we were talking to the linemen, asking if they needed waters, and, and they said they they were completely full of water. They had three or four, uh, their two-man crews had three or four cases of water on the back of their truck from people helping. Um, every church that you can think of a, a name was there helping people. Um, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done still, and showing up in these next few weeks is what's going to separate. You're going to see Christ in these next few weeks as well. So um, if y'all would just, they're asking everybody to kind of stay away today so they can get everything cleared out. There's going to be a lot of work to do. So let's, let's take today off and really see what we can do these next few weeks. When I first got to his house, I... I knocked on the door, and no one answered. So I was like, man, someone, you know, because there was, you know, they have no power, and so I'm assuming they weren't there. And so no one answered, and so I started to walk off, and I said, you know, I'm going to knock again. So this time, you know how sometimes you knock gingerly? Well, this time I'm thinking no one's here, so I beat the heck out of that door, man. I was like, you know. And he walked to the door kind of staggered. Um, I'm fairly confident he did not want to see a large white man with no hair standing at his door after coming out of a nap, especially after what he's been through. But um, he he just looked at me and said, yes. And I said, I told him, I said, we've got a crew and we would like to we'd like to come and take care of your yard. And is that something you would be okay with? And he just stood there for a second in shock. And he said, I think I'd be okay with that. And I said, he said, can you do me a favor? I said, sure. He said, if you're going to cut it up, can you cut it up where maybe we can even use some firewood out of it? 
And I said, absolutely. And so we had two piles. We had the firewood pile. And uh, let me just say that the firewood pile was no joke. Uh, I, I don't know if, uh, who was on the firewood pile, but I got on the other pile. I did the brush. Are you with me? You guys know us preachers only work one hour a week. So I was in an overtime yesterday. So, or so people think. <laughs> but no, seriously, we had so many great people out there. We really did. We really did. So where is God in all this? Well, for, for me, having been through this, God is in you. And he's in what you do. You're the hands and feet. And um, you're the hands and feet. I want you to know, uh, Suzanne and Lynn, I want you to know that there's people all over the country that are praying for you and they're hurting for you. Um, they are trying to feel the burden and, and, and carry the pain that you're feeling right now. And I want you to know that we will be here for you no matter what. No matter what. And so, honestly, that's my message today. The message is, is that real church, I've stood up here and talked over and over again about carrying other people's burdens. I get up here every Sunday and I tell you, I want you to help people experience God in real life. Well, this is real life. And now it's your turn to step up. And that's, uh, that's my message. Dan? Come on up and let's sing a worship song. I'm going to ask you, like I did last Sunday, if you will just stay seated for a bit. And if you'll just pray, not only for those people in Noonan, but if you'll pray specifically, specifically for the Martin family and the Hudson family. If you'll pray for their situation. If you will pound the, the throne of heaven for them. You may even want to come up here on the altar and pray. You may want to sit down at your seat and pray. You may want to get on your hands and knees and pray. If you will do that, if you will do that, I believe, I believe that the healing can start right now. Let's be the hands and feet of Christ. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.